Happenings of Grace is a podcast dedicated to sharing the ways in which God works in the congregation of Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church in Williamsburg, Virginia. I'm Timothy Nargi, one of the elders, and today we have a special guest, our new director of children's ministry, Nathan Luswick. Welcome. Thank you. Um, so today I was kind of ask you a couple questions, kind of get to know you kind of things. So I have a couple questions, but I want to start off with some lightning round questions. One word answers that I didn't send you, so you couldn't prepare. Uh, and these will in- instantly get people on your side or not on your side. Oh, good. Oh, good. That's exactly a great way to start off a ministry. All right, you ready? Uh, as ready as I'll ever be. All right. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Coffee. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Oh, man. <laughs> Sorry, man. I will. I will say uh, I have fond memories of playing with my dad's Star Trek laser guns. Uh, he had a, a laser tag set that came out sometime in the '80s, and I have early memories of that. But much, much more deeply rooted memories of Star Wars. Yeah. All right. That, that's okay. I'll give you a pass on that. iPhone or Android? Uh, I use an iPhone. Ebook or physical book? Physical book, all the way. That's not even a question. Come not on. even a question. Not even a question. I agree with physical book. Yeah, but go. ebooks are very convenient. Yeah, there, there's the convenience factor, but you, there's the smell factor that you just True. don't get. Old and, books. Uh, yeah. Yes, I agree. Physical book all the way for sure. All right, last one, which to me is the most important: Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> well, why did I put that one to you, Mr. Nargi? Oh, you know I, the answer. I know the answer. I think question. the whole congregation knows the answer. Uh, that would be Lord of the Rings. I, I share your sentiment on that one as well. So just tell me a little bit about yourself, like background, your family, education. So I'll just start. Luswick, what is what ethnicity? <laughs> what is the background of that? Uh, we're, we're a... Uh, a <laughs> name is Prussian, uh, m- we are mostly Polish, uh, so Prussian, uh, yeah, Prussian and Polish is the short answer. Um, my that's my dad's side, and then my mom's side is uh, Scotch, Irish, English. We're, we're just kind of a mutt uh, of all sorts of fun stuff. But uh, yeah, so I'm from originally the Chicagoland area, and that's got a huge Polish population. Uh, and I grew up just down the street from Wheaton College. Um, about a mile down the road from that, and grew up in the Glen Ellen area. Um, went to the University of Illinois for my undergrad, which was a uh, fine arts degree in theater. And then I went on from there to get my master's in teaching from Trinity International University, which is the uh, the university that is uh, connected with TEDS, the Evangelical Evangelical Divinity School uh, up in Deerfield, and got my uh, got my wife. <laughs> uh, I met Allison when I was down in uh, at the University of Illinois. Uh, yeah, this kind of branches out into a lot of things. So I don't know if uh, if you want to if you want me to do a deep dive now, or if you just want to keep it Go limited ahead. to. No, that's all right. Uh, so, so back when I was an undergrad, I did my 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 studies were were in theater, and then I graduated and got hired on to do the music and the youth ministry stuff at the church that I had been attending, uh, which was a Methodist church. And so at that point, I was still very 
blissfully naive. I love Jesus. You love Jesus. Everybody loves Jesus. We're all, we all love Jesus. Um, and, but I didn't really know too much about the distinctives uh, between the denominations. And um, yeah, and so I got to serve at that church for a number of years, and they were lovely people, cared for me deeply, and uh, even after I became a budding Calvinist uh, under their watch, uh, and it was at that time that I met Allison, who was an ROTC student, and we ended up getting married and moving. At that point, I was, I was realizing that um, I really needed a seminary education, because uh, at that point I was just a lay person doing this job, and uh, I was thankful for it. But I knew that this was this was a really weighty calling, and I needed a, a robust theological background in order to do it justice. So at that point, I was looking at schools. Uh, Allison had some say over what ship she went to first, and so we ended up uh, choosing Southern California, uh, San Diego. And there were a, a whole slew of uh, uh, seminary options out there. And long story short, ended up going to Westminster Seminary uh, up just a few minutes north in uh, Escondido uh, while she was on the ship in San Diego. And got a long way through my MDiv program. And then she got sent by Uncle Sam from San Diego to Northwestern Law in uh, Chicago. So we had to pick everything up, move up there. I transferred to TEDS and, with the intention of finishing my MDiv uh, and found out that uh, there were a lot of uh, credits that they didn't want to accept. And at that point, we were starting to have a family and I needed to uh, bring some money and I couldn't stay a perpetual student. So I got my master's in teaching at that point and started uh, working as a high school teacher. Uh, we had more kids, and at that point, uh, we realized that this was, uh, we could either work in order to pay somebody else to come in and watch the kids, <laughs> uh, or I could just stay home and watch the kids and, and do that. So that's how I became a stay-at-home dad for a number of years. And uh, all throughout this time, I've been looking to try to finish my MDiv at different institutions. Uh, the, the problem uh, is that they either don't want to do distance programs or they don't want me to, uh, they, they don't want to give me credit for all of, for, for most of the stuff that I've done already. So, uh, so yeah, so I recently was able to, with the COVID stuff, work out some new, um, uh, Westminster let me do a couple more classes remotely, and so presently I'm I'm very close to finishing up my uh, my degree. I'm one class and one thesis shy of finishing my seminary education. Uh, but again, now we've got more restrictions with the distance learning, so it's just kind of a big old jumble. Uh, but the Lord has been faithful through all of it, and it's been really interesting seeing how how His hand has been guiding us all these years, and I remain faithful that at some point we'll get that taken care of. <laughs> One day. Hopefully soon. All right, you, you kind of already alluded to this a little bit, but maybe just go in a little bit um, 
more detail as I guess as succinct as you can describe it or tell it. How did Christ grab you? Yeah, it's an interesting way to phrase it. I was thinking about that too. Um, I probably approach it two different ways. One, uh, he ordained that I would be born into a family that would teach me about him and his church, about he and his church. Uh, we, uh, th- there was never a time in my life that I didn't know that Jesus was Lord, that God was on the throne, and that Jesus was my Savior. Um, now, the, did I know the depths of that? Of course not. Um, I still don't know. I, ca- I can't plumb the depths of that, and I'm 37 years old. But, uh, but there was just never a time when that wasn't a reality. And so I, I used to opine the fact that I didn't have this radical road to Emmaus conversion experience. Uh, and I uh, have grown to actually think quite differently from that I, I, because there's a, a huge blessing in the fact that that's just that's been the ontological reality for my entire life. Um, it's, it's not something that um, I, I've questioned it, but anytime I do any digging, the answers are always there. There's, I am so firmly convinced of it that uh, when any doubt ever crop up, I just, uh, the, the truth is there and I, and I find it and it is, uh, it's a huge blessing. So on, on the one hand, um, he kind of, that's how he grabbed me, but I don't have a great story that way. On the other hand, um, when I was a youth minister, uh, I was, like I said, kind of naive, and um, I, it was at that point that I started stumbling upon uh, Calvinistic, like more hardcore Calvinistic stuff, um, Paul Washer's shocking youth message, oh, yes. you know, that, um, that messed up a lot of folks, oh, yes. uh, myself included, because it was the first time that I had really, I'd always known that I was a sinner and that Jesus was my savior, but what does that mean practically? What is the uh, what does my behavior say about the state of my heart? Um, what is the uh, the what, what do my what do the my appetites say about the state of my heart? What do the things that I'm imbibing, the things that I'm listening to, the things that uh, that I'm surrounding myself with? So, so it was the first time that I had to actually examine myself and be like, am I really in the faith? I know that Jesus is Lord. I know that there is a God. I know all these, these truths, but are these truths for me? And so the, this was uh, a radical, so if there was a, a Christ grabbing me moment, I think that was probably it. Um, I started digging more and more into uh, what, what is commonly referred to as Calvinism. Um, and so we had Paul Washer, and then at the time, uh, John Piper, uh, Alistair Begg, uh, led to John MacArthur, led to R.C. Sproul. And so these guys uh, were huge influences on me uh, and, and reformed theology, although not, I didn't realize what that in, encompassed. I wasn't a... Uh, I wouldn't say I was confessionally reformed at that point. I was just kind of a, a broad Calvinist, but that was a huge turning point in my life. And like I said, that happened when I was in a Methodist church. Um, and then the other 
prong of that was when I first saw the Bible as one cohesive story. Uh, I, I remember when, when I grew up, and, and I'm sure that people had been telling me this my whole life, but it didn't click. I, I, in my mind, the things I remember are David and Goliath, Daniel and the lion's den, all these stories from Sunday school that were good stories. But when I finally saw that all of them pointed to Christ, that was huge for me. And uh, I just remember sitting on my living room floor one night, reading through Isaiah, uh, getting to 53, and and just the passage uh, just washing over me like a flood. And I started bawling. It's like, oh, look at this. It's all points hundreds of years before. And uh, it was it was really cool. So I, I would say all of those things working together, um, being raised to believe these things. I thank God for my mother and my father who took me to church, who taught me these things. Um, thank God for all of these uh, these great teachers that I was able to to learn from. And thank God for the the, the Methodist church that I was in, uh, who were comfortable in letting me explore these things. And thank God for the church that I grew up in that uh, surrounded me with the stuff, even if it didn't all sink in at once. Um, and then seeing the Bible as one cohesive story from start to finish, all either pointing towards Christ or pointing, uh, you know, forward to Christ or pointing back to Christ. Um, I'd say those were, those were the big three ways in which Christ grabbed me and, and continues to. And um, yeah. Yeah, that's great. No, thank you for sharing that story. It's, I have a similar journey myself, but seeing, you know, Christ is in everything and everything points to him. It's just, it's, it's, it's changes your perspective on how you read the scriptures, study theology, even do ministry and all that. So absolutely. Yeah, that, that's great. All right. So I'm kind of a little bit more lighthearted questions. Okay. Um, and then I've got one kind of really, you know, bigger question we'll save towards the end, but, uh, any hobbies? Any hobbies? Uh, used to have hobbies. Four, four little people have kind of become my hobbies. Um, for those listening, I have four small children. Uh, and so before they came along, I used to do things like uh, music. I still do music, um, but I used to do wood carving. Uh, I like to play some sports. Uh, I like to lift weights when I can <laughs> get myself out of bed and do it. Uh, never liked to run, but... Uh, yeah, uh, I was a theater major that we talked about a little bit, um, and so I, I'm really into uh, film and theater and uh, opera, uh, anything like that. Um, ballet is cool too. I haven't been, I'm not as up on my ballet as I probably ought to be. Um, but yeah, uh, so anything in the fine arts, anything, I like mind, body, just kind of try to keep them all sharp. Uh, sharp enough to keep moving forward anyway. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you mentioned sports. You play any? Uh, playing is a generous way of phrasing it. Uh, yes, I play. Uh, I, I do play softball right now in a, in a men's league in the evening, um, which is just an excuse to, to get out and have some some time to myself and run around and, and make some friends and uh, pretend like I'm not falling apart. Uh, and I used to used to do more, but yeah, the the odd pickup game of basketball. Uh, Isaiah keeps trying to get me together to get together to play some ball, and I just haven't had the time. But um, but yeah, I'm pretty much open to to doing anything. Um, do you play the greatest sport of all time? Huh? Do you play the greatest sport of all time? 
I am not, I, I'm assuming you're referring to hockey. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do not play it well uh, because I don't skate particularly well. But, um, but yes, I have played it and it is fun. And uh, I absolutely, if we could uh, ever get some ice in this state uh, that lasts for more than five minutes. Yes. Uh, let me know. I'll be out and we can. I will be. I will be there before you. So that's <laughs> right. never going to happen in this state. And you coach uh, youth baseball too, right? I do. Yeah, my uh, my son is on a seven and eight team right now. They're doing coach pitch and machine pitch, and so I'm coaching his. Uh, that, that, I'm coaching his team. Like my dad used to coach me. Uh, I have very fond memories of little league, and so that was that was one of the driving factors with that. It's like he. Uh, he put in countless hours and dollars, and uh, it was it made for a very memorable childhood, and still makes me smile thinking about it. And so I wanted that for my son. So, yeah, yeah that's a long way of saying yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Favorite foods? So I'm from Chicago, so pizza is a big thing. Uh, deep dish. So that's a that's a common misconception. Um, yes, I do love deep dish. Uh, I am a huge fan of deep dish, but. Deep dish is not the primary pizza of choice in Chicagoland. That is largely, I mean, we'll, we'll, we definitely eat it, but that's kind of what tourists think when they come to Chicago. There's a, there's a thin crust type of pizza that uh, is just, I, I can't even explain it, but it's, yeah, it's, it's cut into squares typically, and uh, it's a little more yeasty than what you're gonna find out here, but it's, uh, yeah, but anyway, any kind of pizza, I don't discriminate. Uh, Italian beef sandwiches are a big thing back there that I, uh, I miss. Um, stuff out here, uh, Indian food I like. Um, I, yeah, there's, I haven't, I mean, you can look at me, I'm not particularly uh, picky. <laughs> so, uh, and I love junk food. My wife will tell you I am a, I'm a huge junk foodaholic. I do just enough working out to not look like a complete slob all the time so that I can eat, you know, my, my candies and my, uh, all that other stuff. Um, your favorite theologian. Oh, yeah, you sent this one to me. There's no way I can give you a, a one answer for that. Um, How about two or three? Um, okay, so I tend to gravitate towards theologians that are pastors primarily. They're first and foremost because um, I think that the, the practical application there is the purpose of, of theology. So uh, on that, in that vein, I mean, Calvin and Luther, um, and I tend to... Res Luther resonates a little bit more with me because um, I'm kind of a smart aleck and um, so I, uh, I really, but his pastoral heart and his, his zeal for the gospel, um, but yeah, Luther, Beza. So uh, this next guy would not be considered by himself a theologian, uh, he would deny the title, but C.S. Lewis had a huge influence on me. I know he has on you as well. Um, he was adamant that he was not a theologian, that he was a layperson, but uh, but he had a big influence on me. Um, and he's, let me just, for the record, say that he is not Reformed. I am un I understand he is not, he's not a Reformed guy. Sometimes uh, we like to baptize some people as our own. Um, but that doesn't, that's not to say that he, he doesn't, have a ton to add to the conversation. He has a lot of great things to say, and his fiction stuff was marvelous and uh, helped shape my childhood as well. And, uh, uh, and he was the first guy that I really seriously engaged with 
when I was in college, right right out of college, I started. Uh, I used to scrub um, carpets for a living. I lived in uh, the Nashville area for a brief time, and when I was there, I used to scrub carpets. And it was a two-hour commute because the traffic was so bad. And so on the way home, I'd stop at a Barnes & Noble and I'd just buy a new C.S. Lewis book. And I'd just sit there and I would devour his stuff and, and engage with that. And that was, uh, yeah, so C.S. Lewis uh, had a huge Im influence. and an Im I will say influence because uh, R. Scott Clark, uh, one of my professors, uh, hates it when you use impact in the wrong way. He's like, cars impact uh Ideas don't impact people. So I would say he had a huge influence on my right. on my spiritual formation as well. Your desert island movies. Three or five. What did you say? Three to five desert island movies. Three to five. Uh, I tend to gravitate towards big, uh, epic, wide scope type deals. So uh, Lord of the Rings extended edition. I have to do have that. Have to do it. That's right. <laughs> uh, that's, that's number one. <laughs> Um, probably st the original Star Wars trilogy goes on there. Um, the Natural, oh, really? probably. Um, the Sandlot. No, I'd, I'd probably pick The Natural over The Sandlot, just because I could recite The Sandlot from memory. Mm -hmm. um, there's a movie called A Mighty Wind. Uh, Christopher Guest, who is, he's the guy who plays the six-fingered man in Princess Bride. Yeah. Uh, he directs a bunch, and this is a like a mockumentary style about a folk, uh, a folk festival, and it's, it's a, it's a comedy. It's, it's really well done. Uh, probably the Godfather trilogy too. Uh, the first two movies of the yeah. Godfather trilogy. Yeah. Third one, I, I could take or leave it. I don't think it's as bad as some people say, but it's, it's yeah. certainly not as good as the first two. The yeah, third one's not up there for some reason. Yeah, those movies are so dark though. Just yeah. Coppola had a. I don't know. Yeah, well, that's a different discussion. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean to, I no, mean to I was, insult your Italian heritage. Well, here, no, it's just that's the Sicilian side, so I'm the, the Naples, you know, the Naples side. My wife's the Sicilian, so anyway, that's a whole other discussion. That's a, uh, but yeah, th those are uh, those movies look great though. Anyways, another discussion. All right, desert island books, books. Yes, uh, I would take the opportunity to actually get to read all the way through the institutes. Uh, read through Thomas's Summa. Um, I'm not going to say Lord of the Rings, so I already have that in my movies, although the books are much richer, much deeper, obviously, but um, probably uh, screw tape letters. Hmm. Yeah. I, I really, there's something that I always find that to be an interesting read. And probably something on how to survive on a desert island would be a, a good... Right. <laughs> how to make a giant SOS sign. And... Yeah. <laughs> Build your own raft like uh, Tom Hanks. Uh, you know what? You just reminded me. Um, I'd probably have to throw in one of my uh, far side compendiums. Oh, We've got okay. uh, uh, Gary Larson's artwork uh, is, yeah. was instrumental in shaping my sense of humor. Okay. All right. Um, you may have already mentioned this, but let me ask you, and if you have, we can move on. But someone who's had a great impact on your life, yeah. why would you say so? I'd, I'd say my parents first and foremost. Um, Theologians, probably John MacArthur more than anybody else. Um, Sproul was huge in the um, the reformed aspect of it, but MacArthur just as far as love for God, love for the Bible, um, not compromising. Um, you know, he's got some different views on eschatology, but uh, 
uh, yeah, I, I still look up to him. Um, I was I was pretty devastated when R.C. Sproul died, and uh, I'm probably going to be like that again when when Dr. MacArthur passes. But yeah, um, yeah I'd, I'd say that every every pastor that I've ever sat under. Yeah. So did you have a mentor? Or? Uh, yeah, um, my youth. My youth director when I was in high school, Jamie Thompson, who is now a, uh, a free evangelical pastor up in Wisconsin, um, he was he was huge because uh, right at the time that I was going into high school, my parents divorced, and uh, I could have gone either way, like, uh, gone down a dark road <laughs> or gone down. Uh, and I think he he saw me early on. He was coming in when I was a freshman and. He nabbed me up for uh, youth leadership, and he just kind of poured into me for four years. And uh, yeah, thank you for for bringing that up because Jamie Thompson, uh, praise the Lord for him. I, I owe him a, a debt I can never repay. Yeah, that's great when there's people who invest in your life, and even at you know almost a cost to them to build up new leaders and people who just love the Lord. That's, yeah, that's great. Absolutely. Um, so, what are you most looking forward to as the children's director? Oh, so much. Uh, but mo- I'd say mostly just uh, serving, serving the families. Um, I, I view this role as one that is, my job is to come alongside parents and do whatever I can to help facilitate them raising their children to be godly men and women and uh, to know Jesus, to love Jesus, to love his church. And uh, so anything that I can do uh, to help that is what I'm looking forward to. I'm I'm looking forward to learning because I'm coming into already a a really good situation here and a lot of people who are passionate about the ministry, a lot of people who have gone through it have been involved and have uh, already stepped up and said they would love to support me uh, as I try to support others, and so that's encouraging. Um, and yeah, I, I'm looking forward to getting to know all the families and getting to build those relationships and see what the Lord has in store for us over the next however many years uh, He grants us. All right, our last question. Um, how can the Congregation of Grace Covenant pray for you and your family? Unceasingly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, without stopping for uh, till the end of time. Um, I, I would say for patience and grace and wisdom, uh, we have a, a newborn at home uh, and uh, that changes things around. Um, Allison's going to a new ship here in a couple weeks and so that's going to change a lot of things. Uh, and we homeschool, so we just have a lot on our plate. And typically when I do ministry stuff, it's technically this is a part-time position, but I don't do part-time ministry well. Um, it's, it's 24-7. It's going in my head. And um, so it's going to be a challenge for me to be able to turn that switch off sometimes or at least put things on the back burner. Uh, and I don't want to do one of my roles, be it as a father, as a husband, or as a children's minister, as I don't want to do one to the detriment of the other. Um, and so just for wisdom and uh, patience and, and, and energy, <laughs> please, would be, mostly, would be most appreciative. Good. Well, I'm definitely sure that people will be praying for you and looking forward to having you on board and 
serving the families and even though you pick Star Wars over Star Trek, it's, it's all right. It's okay. okay. Is part of is part of your disdain for that the fact that all the stuff that has colored it since, if you were just looking at the originals? So my well, I won't get into the huge backstory, but I always I always felt uh, I've I've grown in appreciation for Star Wars, like the especially the original trilogy and even the prequels, as bad as they are, the mythic qualities of the story okay. there. Um, but I just grew up with Star Trek, like gotcha. the, sci- the science fiction stuff. Gotcha. And it was like, Star Trek never got recognition. It was always Star Wars. And blah, blah, blah. So it's, it's a dumb, you know, a dumb thing. But yeah, but so I prefer Star Trek. But I appreciate Star Wars. But uh, some of the newer stuff is I'm not yeah. a big fan of. But yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Nathan, for doing this. And uh, if anyone has any questions, you can email him at uh, Nathan at GraceCovePCA.org. And of course, he's always available in person. Um, so again, thank, thank you for doing this and have any closing comments? Uh, no, just thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the time and uh, I'm very much looking forward to getting to know everybody who's listening to this and uh, looking forward to doing ministry alongside all of you. Mm-hmm.